back to another edition of Band Director Bootcamp, where we're here to provide productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. Today's guest is from the uh, Texas Wesleyan University, and it's Thomas Willman. And Thomas teaches in uh, several different courses there, and he's going to tell us a little bit about that. And we're going to jump right in with our conversation today. And I'm going to start by inviting Thomas, first of all, saying thank you, and then inviting you to introduce yourself to our audience today. Uh, Thank you. I'm happy to be here, Leslie. And um, I'll start with my background. Like I said, I am at Texas Wesleyan University. This is my first year as a collegiate director. Uh, I started in Indiana at Butler University and uh, I student taught there. I taught a year there and then I moved to Colorado where I taught for 13 years. I got my master's in the summer program at CU Boulder and I taught at a two different charter schools and a public school in Colorado. Uh, Afterwards, I I went on to do the PhD thing at Florida State, and then I moved here just after that. So I'm currently in Fort Worth, Texas, and enjoying my 18th year as an educator. So you've got quite a variety of experience. And we were talking earlier, you've been in small school situations, which have a different set of, of uh, problems than we have in the larger schools and the like. So as you speak, um, just letting our listeners, you know, keep that in mind. So um, he he's experienced lots of different experiences that may be aligned with you. So. So a lot of the folks that come on to this, we talk about um, what was your problem um, that we're going to solve today because we want to offer productivity tips for the classroom and and the like to help save time or with wellness. And and you're coming to us today just to talk about wellness. And um, you graduated from college with your undergrad a little bit later than I did. And um, and so you have a different out or came into teaching kind of with a different outlook. So maybe you didn't come in and have a huge problem as much as you were maybe able to avert some things. So it's kind of cool to come from, from that. Can you talk to us about what you were able to avoid um, or how you handled your your handling intentionally of your health and the like um, as you went into this career so that here you are in your 18th year and you're still going strong? So my original thought was I'm going to go teach at a place just like the high school that I went to, you know, a large public high school, huge program, multiple bands, multiple directors and stuff like that. And that is wasn't the case, you know, when I graduated uh, in 2005, I was finishing with a student teaching at a gifted and talented uh, pre-K through eight school. So my first job was actually teaching there while the teacher was on maternity leave. So the GT component was a whole other training that you might not encounter in undergraduate uh, coursework. So uh, GT being gifted and talented students. So it poses a whole different host of challenges and i was going to say problems but really just challenges because it's where you really should think about them everything is going to be different from where you go from your first job to your last job probably um and so it takes x amount of work to understand these students when i went to colorado after that i went to a charter school um and a completely different student base. So charter schools being usually a school of choice. And it was an expeditionary learning outward bound school. So the challenges there were maybe not as much money, not an established music program, 
you know, you're making it from scratch. Um, the same thing at the next school, the next charter school was they had the instruments, they have some of the things that they needed, the equipment, um, but it wasn't established and it was a K-12, which bless all you people that are in any of the elementary classes, you know, music teachers or, or other, because um, you, you are just angels. Um, and then public school, middle school and high school after that. So everywhere you go, you're going to be posed with different challenges because nowhere's none, none, none of these schools are alike. Right. So you end up having all of these things to learn once you get there about the students, about the community, about the, the process of, of day in and day out of the school. Um, and then you end up with no time for yourself. So you end up with, uh, you know, all, all this work that is you take home with you, that you do on the weekends, you go to, you know, different events, football games or honor, honor, honor band events or something like that. And all of a sudden you don't feel good. You're tired all the time. And, you know, physically and mentally, you, you start to kind of feel a drain. So one of the things that I eventually did, I had to learn along the way, was I had to schedule time and I had to schedule myself to do those things outside of school and outside of music and outside of anything to do with, you know, grading or rehearsals or anything like that. So if it was just going on a walk, if it was going to play tennis with a buddy on a bike ride, you know, a 15 minute bike ride or something very simple. Um, you sometimes have to schedule those things and you got to put them in red. You can't say these are, these are, in, these are concrete. They're not movable things. So I'm going to do them and everything else. I'm going to start scheduling around it. And if you put it on that calendar, if you put it on that schedule, it makes it a little bit easier to organize your time and, and make a schedule that's not just for work, but for your whole life, for your whole being and, and keep you mentally or physically and mentally um, from being drained, from being burnt out. A lot of stuff, good stuff that you said there. And you, as you went from school to school to school, did you... Um, were you able to maintain, um, like you said, some non-music related things outside each time? Or did you find that sometimes it was harder? To... Certainly, uh, you know, different places have different, you know, things, you know, Colorado and Indiana are wildly different. So um, one of the things that I, I enjoy doing is rock climbing. So I would go find a rock climbing gym or if there's something outdoors, I could do that. You know, Colorado is great for that. There's something everywhere. You can walk down to the park, but um, being active in any way is going to be helpful. Your endorphins go up. You just have a general better sense of, of well-being. Your, your mood is improved. Um, you, and that ends up affecting what you do in the classroom so if you're in a better mood or, or anything like that that's going to translate right away it's going to it's going to move from job to, to personal and personal to job 
Yeah, it's interesting. You say you go to, you know, Colorado, you can go rock climbing and the like. So the importance of that movement or that physicality piece might look different or does look different in Indiana. So you probably have to be intentional every time you change jobs or change locations. How do I keep that physical piece? Because you have already experienced the benefits of it. You don't want to lose it. So, so that's a great way to point out, you know, that, that you had to, to seek those things out. Cause you couldn't just say, I'm going to rock climb in Indiana. Cause I went to IU. So I know there's not a lot, a lot of rocks to climb in Indiana. <laughs> no. So. Yeah. And, and, the, and you end up picking up these different hobbies and, and just trying something new if you're you know kind of open to it. So if it could be biking, it could be tennis, yeah. it could be rock climbing or snowboarding if you're in the mountains or, 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 you know, getting outside and, uh, and just, you know, walking, walking the neighborhood or some walking a dog or something, you know, just some sort of physical thing. Yeah. And I can't reiterate enough what you said too, about the importance of scheduling it in your calendar. We've all got Google calendars or whatever, and I'm in red, um, scheduling it in and we busy band directors would never break appointments that were on our calendar for anybody else. Right. And we deserve at least that same amount of respect for ourselves from ourselves. So put it in the calendar, just like Thomas said. But all the successful people out there are saying, because we know we're trained, we do, we do what's in our calendars. And if that's in there, your subconscious is now planning for that. And I can get into a whole different series about that, but it's all mindset. If I put it down, I'm making a commitment. So that's a really, really important thing. I like talking about this stuff. It gets me excited and fired up, but this is about you today, right? Um, what do you think um, your life would have been like? You know, because you graduated later than I did, you had mentioned in our pre-interview that um, that you you guys in college classes or in the like talked about ways to make this career more sustainable. And it, let's say you went to college in the 1980s or something like some of us. <clears throat> um, and if you hadn't had that kind of advice and had gone in and let's be honest, I'm going to say it because I'm a band director, our egos are big. And when we do more things, we get more accolades and we do more things because it feels good and all of that. So would you have fallen into that trap? Do you think, or do you think you would have had sense to do what you did or do you, how do you think your life would be different if you hadn't gotten that information and used it? That, that's a good question. The hypothetical being if I was not, provided the the kind of the forewarning of oh only 60 percent of first and second year teachers continue uh, that was a huge thing it was it was a it wasn't it wasn't a big red flag you know it wasn't a big red flashing light it was more like just find what you need to do we believe in you we're sending you out with our you know blessing and, and, and our <laughs> letters of reference uh, recommendation and references that if that wasn't there, that kind of just like heads up, I, I honestly don't know how long I would have been in this, this profession. Uh, I like to think that I take things as challenges a lot. So if it was particularly tough or if this was a, not the right school for me or the position for me or the, you know, the, the list of things that I need to do for the job, you know, teach choir or something. Um, I like to think that's, that's still a challenge. And that was, you know, the competitive side of me, but that's not everybody. You know, I grew up being competitive. I, I grew up playing six different sports or, or doing this or that, but it's, it's tough because it's not just a physical thing. 
right? It's it's a mental thing, and it's you know, it, it would have been something where I would have to seek out people either in the in the job in the school district or um, colleagues to say, hey, I need to ask help. I need to know what to do next. So it, it is always good to have somebody that's an ear that can listen to it, even if it's not, you know, for solutions. So one of the things that me and my partner do, uh, Sarah, is we say, I need to vent, or we know we're going to vent, or we got to just kind of release this thing. Should I give you solutions or comfort? When we say that to each other, I'm listening to you talk about work. Do you want me to offer any kind of solution to this, or would you just like for me to be at here and listen and to be there for you? The same thing can be said about, uh, you know, the, the math teacher, if that's your buddy or somebody in the school, hey, I'll listen, you know, or, or we can have the same type of relationship. Do you have any solutions? I, I need solutions. Or I just need some comfort. I need you to listen. But, yeah. That's super healthy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. My, my youngest daughter and I use that same technique, too. It's, it's been it's a great. very helpful tool. <laughs> um, well, one thing I'd like to uh, leave with, my friend Teresa Hoover has a book called Pass the Baton, and she speaks about passing on the um, uh responsibilities to your students and giving them ownership and the like. But in that, in that same frame of mind, you as somebody who's been teaching for 18 years, could you drop a little wisdom in our last minute here um, that you could offer, especially to our new band directors out there who are just starting this amazing journey that's freaking exhausting and hard. We want to make it a little easier for you. And so can we tap into your wisdom here, Thomas, with, with the last parting words for, for our younger teachers, our newer teachers? Sure. Um, uh, this isn't going to be anything you haven't read before if you've looked in the music education books, but you're going to make mistakes and that's 100% okay. If, if the intent behind your lesson, your delivery, your presentation is of education and education purposes, then that that is a very uh, worthwhile <laughs> endeavor. And, and if you make those mistakes, that's fine. Learn from them and make them make whatever it is better the next time. So mistakes are not the enemy. We know that from music that we learn from the mistakes and that's why we get from point a to point b in a performance you know from from sight reading the piece to to concert ready we make those mistakes along the way and we fix them and we work towards that so the same thing when you're teaching any class in any rehearsal or any presentation on, on any kind of music do the same thing you're going to make the mistakes and we know it so learn from them Make it better the next time. And as you continue, it gets better and better every year. Uh, the only other thing is sleep. <laughs> Make sure you get sleep. It affects everything. If, if you don't get sleep or if you're constantly relying on a coffee at 6 a.m., you know, to, to have the energy, it's going to get you in the, in the end. So yeah, it gets sleep better. Can. Oh, I was the worst about it. I, I still am. 
And that's when our bodies heal, though. That's when all of the important stuff takes place. And it's an investment in our next day. Yeah. It feels so much better. And that mood translates to the classroom and to the Yeah. Yeah. Well, gosh, you came today a little different than some of my previous guests because you've been in a lot of different situations. So you've practiced, you know, all of these things you've talked about in lots of situations. And I appreciate you bringing that perspective to us today. And I want to thank you for your time. And to all you listeners, uh, come back again next time for another edition of Band Director Bootcamp, where we'll talk about productivity and wellness tips for the busy band director.